Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Welcome to the Connex Podcast. This is a special episode. In fact, we've done this episode before, right, Anna? This is the one that like everyone all of a sudden writes to us or yeah. calls us. It's like, that podcast was so good. And we're like, what about all the other ones? The normal format we do. But I, I think people like it when we mix this up a bit. This is what we call the pardon the interruption episode. And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a, a great show. I think it's on ESPN. I'm Canadian, so I have TSN. But you know, it's, it's a sports thing where they go back and forth and they talk about you know, LeBron James or Tiger Woods coming back to win the Masters, whatever it is. Uh, and they go back and forth with these two-minute limited response times. We've got the two-minute timer on my high-tech iPhone ready to go here. And Anna can't wait because we have a list. We are going to talk today about events. Now, event marketing, you know, before we even get into the timer, Anna, you're a fan of events, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I go to so many conferences every year and I, I love conferences. I'm a big fan. It's a great opportunity to learn new things, see new people, uh, dive into different topics. I, I mean, uh, obviously you love events because uh, you host Connex. This is true. And, the, and the, maybe there's a relation between the fact that we're doing this one on events and Connex is coming up August 20th to 22nd in Toronto. Uh, and we may have just announced all of our amazing speakers, but we won't talk about that. We're going to talk about, I think we've got, what is it? Nine. Eight or nine, nine different topics. So we've got 18 minutes of amazing banter between Anna and I. The way it works is we pick the topic. I announce it to Anna, then she'll hit me back the next one. And we have two minutes to, for each person to start it off. So Anna, you're going to be on the buzzer first. Okay. Mm. I'm going to start the timer. I'll set some context to this one because it's probably the hardest question to make sure everyone understands. This is the debate of whether you enjoy going to events that are a single track model or multi-track model. Essentially, do you like everyone on that one single talk track all lined around the same conversation or do you like when people can kind of you know split out and think from a marketing perspective you're going an ABM track or a or a you know inbound track or a sales enablement track however you think is a marketer but you know that's the question i'm starting the timer now okay so single track or multi track i got to go single track which is funny because multi track is kind of the norm for conferences. But the thing that I love about single track and just having sort of one presentation at a time is you get to just experience that presentation. I get analysis paralysis when I have to decide the one session that I will go to when there are eight, nine, sometimes 10 to choose from depending on the size of the conference. And I ultimately then sometimes get stuck in a situation where I go into a session and maybe it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. So I kind of politely want to duck out, but then I'm super <laughs> awkward and weird and I, I don't know how to do that politely and I don't want to offend the person or make them think that I don't think they're doing a good job. So uh, I just, I get very nervous with multi-track, but Randy, what about you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I, I personally, you know what happens to me in between those tracks when I'm running from one to the other? 
is I run into people in the hallway, which is not a bad thing, but then I never even make it but to you the get next stuck. Day. Yeah, it's stuck in yeah, a good you, way. Yeah, you, you're, it's, but it's good and it's bad because then you're like, okay, shouldn't we have just grabbed coffee? And half the time, the person you run into is from your hometown. Right. So you're yeah. like at an event in San Diego and all of a sudden you're chatting with someone from Toronto in the hallway in San Diego when really, you know, right. one bus ride to each other and you would have been, you know, sitting at a Starbucks. Agreed. Uh, so that, or, that or a lot of the multi tracks are like twenty miles away from each other too. This is true. Then venue layout for multi track is definitely something that marketers need to keep in mind. Uh, because it does take time to move someone from one track to another. So one of the things that we have to consider as marketers when we do this is that when we put people into, into more than one track, we're actually losing time within our conference to deliver content because we have a lot more of, if you will, that hallway crossover that ends up happening. Um, and, that is the buzzer. We got to figure out how to get it louder, which we will do. But uh, that was the buzzer, my weak buzzer. Nice. We are going to get Jay Bear to get us a, a more high tech buzzer at one point in this process. <laughs> we need sound effects. Uh, all right, Randy. So you are on the buzzer now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. You have two minutes. So your question is keynote or workshop? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I, you know, first off, there are so many amazing speakers these days that I think the definition of keynote is also broadening. I, I, I often associate keynote as someone who can own the stage, right? You know, yeah. single track type of feel, own the stage. Because, you know, you look at an event like Connex, which in, in the past has been essentially all keynote style. We bring out amazing speakers one after another. So it's not a matter of that that one single keynote at the end of the day. It's the idea that they are keynoting to a large audience. That's how I think of keynote. I, here's the tricky part. I, I think there needs to be a good blend, right? Um, you know, there needs to be a blend between, you know, those ideas that you kind of work through and you understand how to take on as a marketer in my case, um, or depending on who's listening to this podcast and what your audience is, you know, what are things that you can actually do that you're, that the people in the audience will take back? I attended one year, a, a conference, I I believe it was a, a Gartner event, maybe by CEB, which is one of the, the you know, companies they acquired along the way. Mm -hmm. And it was a whole workshop type of process that was broken out. We were all sitting. It was a large room. And it, it followed right after someone who gave some really enlightening, big concept ideas in a keynote fashion. But then we were actually working through you know, to think, how would I apply this to redesign my website? And I, I actually came back to my team and I was like, look, here's the model to do that. So I think the ability to, to send someone home with a to-do list really helps. I, I don't know, where, where do you lean? I don't know. This one's I feel really like you're hard. a workshop person, maybe because you, so, you lead workshops. I think, I think in that case, I lead so many workshops. I really appreciate uh, when they're done exceptionally well, but I love just sort of sitting back and seeing keynotes too. I love the presentation. Oh, that's it. Per the uh, rule. That's all the time we have to talk about that one. Exactly. So the, the next topic though kind of picks off where we let off. I've got another two minutes running now. And it's, it's a similar question, but it's, it's, do you like that strategic talk or do you like the practical talk? Like, you know, and, and another way to think about this then is, do you like the, the speaker who maybe isn't a practitioner anymore? They're out and they're a professional speaker, mm -hmm. you know, really with a well thought out thesis and well thought out way to challenge the norms that we have. Or do you like that, that speaker who's like actually in a professional on a day to day in terms of what they do? 
So I'm going to have to go with uh, the practitioner on this one um, only because, uh, well, first off with the caveat, which is that that practitioner is a little bit more strategic in how they present the information. Um, and it's not so mired in the weeds to the point where it's, you know, literally a step-by-step how-to of, uh, you know, every single process or every single piece of that process. Um, I like walking away with tangible, actionable items. I like, um, you know, I think theories are amazing, but a lot of times if theories haven't been tested, um, you know, it, it kind of shows or, um, you know, you kind of think to yourself, well, that's a great idea, but that will never work for any of my clients or I don't even know how I would even begin to go about doing that process. So I like, I like a little bit of a strategic practitioner. How's that? Did I break That's, the rules? Did I break the game? No, it's you're being very politically correct, right? I mean, you, you also you know work for a very strategic, practical marketer in Jay, right? Yes, I mean, so, it's, yeah, I mean, Jay, yeah, is is actually still behind the scenes doing the work, and yeah, it's I I think I also subscribe to that approach where you know it's a little bit of a practitioner, a little bit of strategic. What about you though? Yeah, I, I definitely need the practitioner approach because my team, it's hard to bring back those big ideas and implement them sometimes. It's similar to the way we were talking about workshops, but I, but I definitely like the person who's challenging me with big ideas. See, now you right. broke the rules and you extended beyond the, the buzzer. I know, I know. And I saw it coming too. That's the, I have that I advantage over you with this buzzer right in front of me. All right. I, All right. I think it's my turn to keep it talking is. anyway. So you All hit right. me. So this one is controversial because I feel like no matter what conference you go to, there are strong feelings around this. Um, so, Randy, box lunch or buffet lunch? Oh, I actually, I think this is the hardest question of all the questions that we have today, as much as it's the silliest one at the same time. It is. Uh, so from, from an execution of an event perspective, I can tell you the box lunch is definitely the way to go. Like if there's an event marketer listening to this, just make your life easy and do the box lunch. That said, if you can do the buffet well, watch out because it's a whole other level of networking that occurs. First of all, you, you stir up conversation as you're choosing your food That's with different true. people waiting in line, right? Like, and I'm the last person to say anything nice about a line. I hate lines, but, <laughs> but you never know who you're going to run into. Whereas you grab that box lunch and you're like dashing for your flavor, right? Like it's like, if you're the vegetarian versus the turkey and cheese, you know, like you are making sure you get your choice before someone else. You know, the buffet is a little bit more of a polite, get to know each other, yeah. make a good impression, fill my plate with a good variety. I mean, there's, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. I was actually in an event I'll give credit to a company called The Man Base. They had their ABM Innovation Summit. I spoke at uh, a couple months ago. Best buffet I think I've ever had. Not just the line experience, but the food. Amazing. Nice. So my issue with the buffet, I'm on the same track with you. My issue with the buffet is that you don't know what's at the other end of it, right? Or you don't even know where to start. Like there's chaos. Everybody's like, do I go here? Where do I go? What do I do? Where are the plates? Where are the silverware? And like nobody knows where anything is. And then you don't know what's at the other end. So you're like, well, I want to save plate space for something that might be down there. But what if you get down there and then you're like, oh, I don't want that. Yeah. Like it's and, just, and, and you yeah. never make it back for dessert, right? right. Because like yeah. you don't want to take dessert too early, but then right. it's like, you know, you, ne you never make it there. So, yes. but then with the box lunch, oh, they're on the buzzer, on the buzzer. Okay. So, so here's the thing. I mean, first off, usually we have guests on this podcast. 
And during those guests, we used to, we get to catch our breath. And, you know, we're always like watching each other on video, like sip tea and whatnot. You know, we are nonstop on on this episode. We need a short break. That way we can hear from our sponsors, catch our breath, and we'll be back here on the Pardon the Interruption Connex version. Hi, friends. This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connex Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at convinceandconvert.com. All right, Anna, this is fun. I actually could uh, barely wait to come back from the break because the next one is a tricky one. Uh, no pressure on this one either because, again, Jay is, is, is quite the MC. Um, yeah. But when we think about events, there's sometimes the approach we're going to go with the master of ceremonies or mistress of ceremonies. Is that the female version? Have I sure. done that properly? Do we'll we have to re-record it. this? Okay. Uh, or, or just that that over-the-air announcer, right? Like, like yeah. I think the Oscars actually tweaked this year and they went with announcer over yeah. over host. What what do you like? What what brings out the best in the event? Well, the Oscars is a whole other podcast entirely. I, I, oh, I don't even know where to go with that. But let's go back to conferences. I genuinely appreciate a good MC. I feel like there's a great story. There's a great sort of consistent narrative happening. There's a consistent sort of start and stop. There's um, somebody directing the flow um, from the stage and, and helping to move it along and, and uh, lighten it up in between you know sessions and give directions. And it's nice to have that sort of, um, I don't want to call it an authority, but I sense that, you know, I guess it is sort of that authoritative voice kind of running the conference. It's nice. What about you, though? I mean, you obviously with Connex are a big part of it and, and you've been to so many different conferences. What's your preferred style? Yeah, well, having just emceed eight straight events for the Connex Roadshow, oh, uh, you know, I am definitely pro MC partly being the MC and, and, you know, not that I thought I was the perfect MC, but I, I think it allows us to make it personal, right? You know, when yeah. we do that over the, over the air announcer, they're often reading a script and, you know, scripts are fine, but I, my team always kids with me because they put together these amazing show notes for me to introduce each person. And then I kid with them. I'm like, I'm never going to look at it because nice. um, what I do with each, each speaker off stage before they're about to go on is I always say to them, give me two truths and a lie. Right. Mm. I'm like, I don't care what your lie is. I'm not going to introduce you that way. I just want some dirt on you, something real, something raw so that the audience gets to know the real you. Essentially what we do at the end of every podcast we do, yeah, that's true, I'm yeah. doing on stage with our audience. Like so. make it real. That was a weak uh, timer buzz, but it did just buzz. It's been two minutes as the MC in this case, I will keep things moving. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, who's on next? I think, uh, you are on the buzzer. So, all right. You are on the hot seat now. All right, Randy. So when it comes to conferences, are you, uh, all about the industry expert? So the person that actually 
works in their field, um, knows it to a T, can speak to every single aspect of their industry? Or are you maybe more into some star power, maybe some celebrity guests, um, maybe, you know, some of those big names that we know and love? Which one do you prefer? Yeah, it's, it's, this is a hard question. It's one, I'll be very honest, for Connex, uh, we always struggle with. We, we get an amazing list of marketing stars, as I would call them, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're people that, that have amazing followings. You know, Jay is always involved. We've spoken a lot about Jay today. And Hanley speaks often at Connex. You know, this year we've got an, a, an amazing roster, including April Dunford and Mark Schaefer and Tim Washer. And you know, the list goes on and on of, of, you know, Neil Patel. And, you know, I, I could go on and on. But, you know, in, at the same time, I, I think that there's something nice about going to an event and just getting a, a different perspective in someone outside mm-hmm. of industry. So to me, it's not always, you know, how how much star power they have. Listen, I was at an event where, where Will Smith was there and it was amazing. And he actually came to a party that we threw um, and, and sang Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So that, that was a ton of fun. But sometimes it's also just that person who literally climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and, and right. tells the story of that and relates it back to the theme of the conference. I don't know. Like, do you like that stuff? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I do appreciate having different perspectives or even um, I know sometimes like celebrity guests can seem random, but I think that they always do a good job or at least everyone that I've seen has done a really good job of bringing it back to the conference or telling a great story or something that can help bring another side to what we do. Um, I really loved John Cleese. I thought he was great. And that's all I have to say about that. Any any uh, question that you end on John Cleese has to be a good answer, right? Yeah, totally. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so I've got another one. This one's actually a tricky one. Uh, I don't mm. know the right answer. There's no right answer to any of these, I don't think. But uh, there's a big debate going on in the market right now as to like, do do you throw big events where you're just going to you know attract a really large audience, or do you? throw smaller, more intimate events where you get the right people at which, which one do you like throwing as a marketer? Which one do you like attending? Ooh. Okay. Wow. Uh, oh boy. Which one do I like throwing and which one do I like attending? Uh, throwing definitely smaller. That's easier (laughs) from a logistics perspective. I'm sure you have lots of feelings on that. Um, but I think in terms of even attending, I do like a smaller conference. I think the big conferences are great. They're huge. They're amazing. They're wonderful. You learn a ton. It's like, you know, four packed days of just nonstop learning and uh, being immersed in that environment. But I also just really appreciate sort of a slower, more curated experience with smaller conferences. Um, I, and again, not to tout Connex, but that was one thing that I loved about it last year when I was able to attend is it felt very curated. It felt like we were all in this auditorium together and, and seeing these speakers and it just felt a little bit more tight knit with everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we really try for that. Uh, and to be honest, we've grown, this event has is, is grown a lot. I mean, I, I remember year one when we struggled to get 200 people into a room and then it wow. grew to 400 and you know, this, you know, and continued to grow last year. We had 750. We actually haven't set our, our target much higher than 750 this year. Instead, our, our focus is how do we bring the right people into the room? 
right? Because yeah. I think a big part of any of a, any event that we go to or that I go to is who can I network with? In the That's event, true. Right? Because you know the breaks are sometimes more valuable than the content on stage uh, if you have the right people in the room, and and that's a real tricky balance to to create, uh, especially sometimes when you have such great speakers at your conference, you may be attracting a much wider audience. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, that, I, think I don't know why this buzzer oh. sometimes beeps, but consider me just going bop, 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 you know, right now. I don't know this iPhone thing. Like, I don't know if I have to keep it unlocked or what I have to do. Someone's got someone's to tweet at me and, and help me understand how to use this app or yeah. download a better one. There's probably a great app for buzzers that we just need to download. I don't probably, know. We, I'm we sure. Somebody is probably screaming at us right now through for sure. their yeah. headset. They're cursing um, at us, that's okay. All right, well in the meantime, uh, Randy, you're in the hot seat for the next one. All right, hit me. All right, so uh, at conferences, there are always lots of extracurricular activities, lots of things to do after. So a lot of times the conference doesn't just stop at the end of the day. There's some fun networking activities after. So which do you prefer? Do you like small dinner parties or huge parties? Like huge happy hour parties or like huge concerts? Which one? Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully this isn't because I'm over 40 now and, and hopefully I'm just still cool and all the you know, younger audience that we have is not saying like, man, he's pathetic. But I like the dinner parties. I really, you know, it's, it goes back to that networking opportunity. Now, those dinner parties have to be as carefully curated as everything else we've talked about so far today. You know, the audience that we bring out, the speakers that we bring out, you know, put me at a dinner or help coordinate a dinner for me at an event with like-minded marketers who I can learn from, who I can establish connections with <clears throat> and where it's going to help me down the road. I don't know. That's just me though. I, I know everyone's different. Some people like parties and I would, are you a party animal or, 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 or do you like to be one and dine? <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I've ever been described as a party animal in my entire life. Uh, no, you know what I really love? I'm with you. I like the dinner parties. I like the smaller setting. Um, it gets to be, while I love um, meeting people at conferences and I love getting the opportunity to chat with people, um, and I do always love a good drink, um, I think I love the fact that at dinner parties you can get beyond the who are you and what do you do, and you can actually have a conversation. It feels like a, like a lot of big parties or big happy hour events where everybody's there. Um, you know, it's a lot of like, Oh, Hey, I'm so-and-so nice to meet you. What do you do? Who are you? Where, you know, it's a lot of very high level surface style conversation. Um, but I like kind of moving beyond and getting to know people actually, and like yeah. being able to take that extra step or, you know, at, at those happy hour parties, somebody's always kind of coming in or, you know, and, um, I don't know. I'm just like a more one-on-one -on -one person. Yeah, you're a field marketing type of girl. I like it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Um, all right, the buzzer is like completely oh, broken here, but that hey was our buzzer. Let's let's keep it going. We we've got all two right. minutes left now. All right. For the last two minutes, I'm going to give each of us one minute because this is this is a bit of a special special question. So we just turned it from like it's now a debate. This is now a debate. This is Absolutely, like speech and debate class all over. I again. know. I feel like Will Smith in old school. Uh, and what we're going to have to do here is we're going to debate Phoenix your hometown uh -huh. uh, versus Toronto. You know, why is each city so great for an event? Because I've, I've had events in Phoenix myself. Great yeah. city, great event city. You've got, uh, you've got one minute, hopefully with a buzzer at the end, for why Phoenix? Okay. Uh, well, first off, I have to say why Phoenix. Okay, first off, 
Phoenix is insanely cheap. I mean, like for <laughs> hosting conferences and like the amount that you get to do and like you get so much bang for your buck here in Phoenix. And I don't even mean cheap in terms of like, you know, cutting budgets and things like that. It's like, you just get to maximize what you do. There's lots of fun events. It's beautiful. It's pristine as long as it's not the summer. Um, but just a lot of activity, a lot of outdoors, a lot of big conference space, lots of resorts um, that are, are available for use. And also it's my hometown. It's amazing. Um, but no, honestly, Phoenix is great. There's just so much to do. We actually have a lot of culture here, a lot of um, activities. Um, I mean, it's just a hub for conferences and events and planning. You got, you got 10 seconds more to finish strong. Oh my God. I mean, it's Phoenix. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it. You just have to come here and experience it. All no! right. There's, there's the buzzer. There's the buzzer. You got to experience Longest it. I, minute I, of my life. I'm I know. I know. Huh? I let you down. I, and, and listen, I actually thought it was a pretty good pitch. I'm going to give it to you. It's a pretty okay. good pitch. I, you know, little sales lesson for you. Never start by talking about price. You know, you, you, you know the fact That's, that it's cheap. I don't know. I don't know if I would have started that. You know what? That is on every, bing, every, bing every, every conference uh, uh, planner's mind. I'm sorry. I like to think like, you, you get what you pay for, right? <laughs> yeah, bang for your buck. Listen, we're, All right. debating, okay, Randy. we're debating All right. here. All right, I, got Randy. A, I got a minute now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you Toronto. All right. Minute. Put your okay. money where your mouth is. <laughs> now, now, first off, you know, by the time this thing airs, this may no longer be the case, but we, we have two sports teams in the playoffs right now between basketball and hockey. So, you know, we're, we're cool there to begin with. But perhaps the thing that, that always makes Toronto cool is that we have Drake, right? Like Drake's home is Toronto. The fact that he represents our city in so many ways. I mean, we're, we're already on the, in terms of cool, we're at, we're at another level. Okay. So, you know, notice how I didn't start by talking about price because, you know, tickets to any of those events, including mm -hmm. Drake is, is pretty unaffordable. Uh, but, you know, coming to Toronto, first, I wanted to dispel any myths. Toronto, especially when we do Connex, which is August 20th to 22nd, we do not have igloos up here. So there's no cold tundra going on. It is a beautiful time of year. People are out in t-shirts and shorts. Uh, you can even wear shorts to our conference, a little bit more business casual, but whatever pleases you to get up to Toronto, please do so. Uh, I guess I have to finish on there, but if, if I had to add, it would be the experience that we create. Um, this has been fun, huh? Yeah, it is. I, you know what? I will say Toronto is pretty cool. I it's enjoy a, it. It's a great city. It's, and I think you found some pretty good restaurants last time you were in, if, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, you guys had a couple at some really good restaurants. Um, by the way, um, unfortunately, Phoenix's sister city um, would be Calgary, Canada. Yeah, that's, yeah, you'd, you'd be much better off with Toronto as your sister. Uh. <laughs> Oh, you just offended all of Calgary. It's okay. I love I love people from Calgary. It's a great part. Great skiing. Great skiing. It we is. Don't have, we don't have great skiing here in Toronto. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take just a few seconds today to talk to you about Emma. Emma is an email marketing platform that helps you connect with your audience and grow lasting relationships. They're awesome. They offer really intuitive tools to build and automate emails with powerful segmentation and reporting too. 
And the big difference is they're focused on you. Between their award-winning support and their pro services team, they make sure every customer has success with their email marketing. Seriously, they are amazing. You can learn more and request a demo today at myemma.com slash J is awesome. Again, that's myemma.com slash J is awesome. And this has been awesome. Uh, you know, kidding aside, you are going to be in Toronto from August 20th to 22nd for Connex. Yes. Uh, we, you know, together with Convince and Convert, Uberflip has a, a really strategic partnership to put on this event. Uh, a lot of the speakers that, that come, come because of you know, the experience that Jay, Bear, and I try and put together, which is you know, really you know, next level. And I hope everyone who listens to this podcast will consider the event an extension of your weekly listening. Uh, you know, if you can't make it to the event, keep tuned here because we're going to hopefully talk to a number of the guests. I know one of them that's coming up soon is Mark Schaefer, who's one of the speakers that we're going to have at Connex. And we'll make sure to continue to sprinkle some of those speakers in, but getting to meet them in person, getting to be casual, nothing better. We hope to see all of you in Toronto, August 20th to 22nd. Go to connex.uberflip.com to learn more about that. In the meantime, this has been yet another kick-ass episode of Pardon the Interruption aka the Connex Experience special show. Uh, on behalf of Anna, I'm Randy. Find us everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and whenever you can, leave us feedback. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.